Hello, I'm Joe. I'm Ken. I'm Andrew. And I'm Dan. We are the Rewinders Podcast, rewinding and rebooting movies to see if they hold up. And this time, we are rebooting, for the third time, Short Circuit. Yes, we have given it two goes. One was one minute long. The other one was a good hour long. But we are back at it, making sure we don't short circuit this episode. It was a good hour, too. It really was. was. I mean, we could have released these the second go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First go. That would have been just the intros. That would have been great. <laughs> I, I feel like the first recording, though, was just uh, 45 minutes of Dan sobbing into a microphone. Not really. I mean, oh. you get up so and you weren't sad, I wasn't sad about, about really anything. Oh. What, what the hell did I listen to? The 45 minutes of Dan sobbing into a microphone. I, I do have a couple of tapes, little cassettes laying around with that on it, yeah, so. It helps you go to sleep at it does. night. It yeah, really the, does. Whatever you use for white The noise, mini man. cassettes? Yeah, I, I listen to them on the way to work, too, sometimes. Just to get pumped up for the day. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, how about that short circuit, huh? It was a movie we watched. Several times. <laughs> it is. At this point. So what is uh, everyone's memory of watching the movie as a kid? A lot. Great question. I watched it a lot when I was little. There was many, many weekends spent with this VH, a VHS of this movie. Was it like a over-the-shelf VHS, or was it taped off of TV? It was over-the-shelf. It was going to a little... I don't even remember what the name of the shop is now that it used to be. Oh, that's sad. Oh, no. Is it Sunny? Get those Sunny tapes Valley? ready. Sunview? Andy, he's going to start crying Sun again. Yeah. Something. Fresh material. Either way, they had a... They had a like a castle built in, like a facade of a castle built inside, and all the kids' movies are in the castle. And this oh. was one of them. This we really we cool. had one of those in Oshkosh. It was called Pirate Video. Instead of a castle, it was a pirate ship. Oh, I would have loved to gone to a place that was made up like a pirate ship. It was freaking I don't care sweet. what they sold. I didn't know such a thing existed. That sounds magical. I know the Oshkosh Public Library has a kind of a neat kids' area, but not pirate ship. Cool. I know. No. Sign of the Plus, times. We'd probably be scorned if we went into the children's area of the library to have fun. Yeah, probably. I'm sure you could figure something out to make it work. It was probably much cooler when I was a kid as well. Unlike this movie, which I watched Short Circuit 2 a lot as a child. I believe it was a recording off the TV that was given to us, and then we continued to watch rewatch that several times. <laughs> uh I guarantee and, I was in the uh, same boat. My parents most likely uh, taped this on one of the many broadcasts. Yes, yes, but this was Short Circuit 2. And then growing up, I decided, hey, can we rent the, the Short Circuit? See the first one. And they're like, okay. We rented it, and I watched it, and it wasn't nearly as fun for me because Johnny Five was starts off murderous and then slowly eases into his uh, Pacifism. manic-ness. His manicness, where he's uh, constantly doing crazy TV references. There's a whole bunch of stuff where you're just trying to build into the part that you that I liked as a child of uh, this particular character. But then as an adult, I went back and watched it just recently for a podcast I'm doing. I don't know if you heard it. It's called The Rewinders. And uh, I, I enjoyed this one quite a bit, quite a bit more than I uh, remembered when I was younger. Can't say I've heard of them. Should give it a listen. Are we trying to intentionally be meta? Could we not? 
Well, as long as it's not that band, there's a band out there called the Rewinders, I think. We don't need to listen to them. I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure they're good. They are, because every time I Google this, I find the band. Hi, guys. Sorry. That's fine. We're here, too. Yeah, I'm in the same boat with my parents (laughs) taped this off of HBO or Showtime or Cinemax or whatever. Non-broadcast, you know. Yeah, I... uh, so I watched it all the time for a good few, probably years, one or two. My friends in grade school all thought this was a cool movie and that Johnny Five was cool. So they would always call my mother a snowblower. Yeah. Oh, there was a lot of air quotes right there and I felt it through the internet. Oh. That's just rude. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, and plus, uh, I thought that was a pretty damn cool robot compared to all the other movie robots that we had, or real robots that you could hook up to your NES. Is that uh, Robbie, I think? Robbie. I think it's Robbie. He threw discs. Just all spins the top. I was going to say, Joe, you sounded very specific. Well, that's the one like real-world robot I could have had in my house in that time. I don't... See, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want Johnny Five in my house. I, it feels a little like a electronic version of Cat in the Hat. <laughs> Pretty much. Just rolling around, trash and crap. Except for, you know, he doesn't help you pick up afterwards. He just makes things worse because of his that naivety. jerk. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, pretty much the same boat as you, Dan. Uh, I wore the living crap out of this tape. It was one of my favorite movies growing up. Very quotable. Tons of quotes firing around my house. Everybody loved it. Really, really big movie at my house. I don't Big know if anybody movie. else enjoyed the movie as much as I did, but I guess I'd have to. I wow. would have to. I would have to query the rents at this point. I doubt they would remember. Oh, I'm sure they all had their reasons. I'm sure they had their reasons. Mostly Gutenberg, I'm assuming. Non. Wait, your parents were into Gutenberg, or Dan was into Gutenberg? I'm, I'm assuming. I'm assuming that Dan was into Gutenberg. Huge Gutenberg. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming his parents. <laughs> wanted to foster that obsession and helped him by renting the movie consistently or taping it for him. So that way he was always close to his idol. Okay. Gotta get close to the goot. You, no, he's, he's but not, but not that he's, cocoon. He's, he's, not that cocoon. Going. He's a little too young Some, for that. Somebody stop him, please. <laughs> All right, we'll stop it by talking about the trailer. I'm pretty darn sure yeah. none of us saw this trailer early on. I know I didn't. I would have been negative yeah, three no, years old. Was this movie released? What is wrong you with you? You could have heard it. I'm sorry that I'm young. <laughs> yeah, but okay, so we all watched the trailer. So how do we feel about that? Did that make us want to see the movie? Did it give away too much? Did it not give away enough? I think it gave away a feeling of the movie being something that it wasn't. Yeah. Like more serious? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, li- I, liked, I liked the trailer. My... Ten-year-old sensibilities were a titter because robots. Yeah, but they could have just put a robot on screen for a minute and a half, and you would have been happy. It just was. Here's a robot that's doing things. The voiceover really makes you go to sleep. It does. I mean, I mean, clearly they put Gutenberg on screen. He's happy. I know I had an opportunity after the first time of saying I didn't watch it to go back and watch the uh, trailer, and. Uh, I've I've had a few days now to do so, and uh, still forgot that this is part of the show. <laughs> good, good, keeping keeping up, right. keeping up. Sticking with the original script, not deviating here. 
<laughs> Good job, Ken. Source material, man. Yeah. Andy, I think uh, I think you were the one to pitch us the movie last time. Oh. Did you did you want to pitch it again, or well, does someone else want to? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, I can, I can give it a swing. I mean, I mean, it's easy to pitch Dan at this point. You just have to mention Steve Gutenberg. But, uh, okay, I'll, I'll get into <laughs> mentality. <laughs> all right, here for you. All right, all right. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, uh, hey, hey, guys! I, I had a crazy idea last night mm-hmm. for a movie. You're never gonna mm-hmm. believe this. Look, uh, you, Okay, you know you know what's really big right now? Lasers and robots. Okay. Okay. Yeah, see, see, I had this idea of of this this company making robots to help military uh, personnel not have to fight on the front lines and whatnot. Uh, uh, but one of them gets struck by lightning and comes to life because the lightning bolt goes through it, causing a short circuit, which is kind of what I'm thinking about calling this thing. Oh. Could we just call Somebody it, like, this guy more cocaine. Surge or or something else, maybe? Uh, Short Circuit yeah. seems kind of on the nose. Yeah, I, 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 I get it, but you, but you have to understand. Uh, so, so, so was... Uh, well, anyways. Um, uh, you kind of maybe lose track here. Uh, uh, Steve, Steve Gutenberg? Does that, that ring you back in? Uh, no, okay. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. I mean, is that good enough? I mean, along the way, they, they basically have all kinds of wacky misadventures where the robot is 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 trying to prove to everyone that it's alive. At the same time, uh, you, you have the company trying to hunt down the robot because they're terrified it's going to it's gonna kill somebody and basically bring their company, you know, down to the point where they'll never be able to recover. So you have one side thinking there's no way a robot can be alive, and the other side is... Pretty much, you know, trying to defend this thing, saying, hey, he is alive. He's experiencing thoughts and emotions and, and, and you know, researching everything I can. Okay, who, who's the bad guy? Uh, um, I was kind of thinking the, 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 the guy from Police Academy. Steve Gutenberg? <laughs> no, not Steve Gutenberg, <laughs> but, he, 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 you know, might as well get a couple of them in here. The, uh, well, you're looking for a bad guy, so I want that real hard-ass guy. Yes, yes, him. Absolutely uh, him. Yeah, I like him. He gets all, gets all upset and... He yells. Yells. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. G. W. Bailey. Let's get let's get him in here. Who? <laughs> it seems like a good, yeah, yeah, seems yeah, like yeah, a good guy for him. We 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 kind of cast him in a couple other movies in the same position. Shh, shh, shh. Don't don't listen. That's how you know it's going to be good. You can't be throwing money at uh, uh, known people. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a pretty good pitch of what happened in that there movie. Yeah. It works. It works. I mean, it happened, and then we watched it. So. Whoa, you, like, time-traveled. So I don't, I don't know, Dad, if, if a lightning surge came through your house and, and, and went through the wires in your walls and out into your Roomba, and your Roomba came alive and started moving around and sucking up into <laughs> Oh, I'd kill that thing so fast. <laughs> so fast. I, I don't understand. But, yeah, short circuit. It was fun coming back to this movie after, uh... Decades? Oh, I don't, yeah, decades for sure. I don't even know how old I was the last time I saw this. It held up for me. I was very interested in it the whole time, and it was fun because I kept on thinking over and over again, like, oh, I know what's coming next, I know what's coming next. Oh, yeah, this happens. Oh, yeah, that's right, that happens too. And it's it's amazing how much of this movie I still recollect. Yes, I agree. And So many things. It's, it's incredible. Bec- yeah, and there's so many things that still hold up and things I love. Of course, there's some things that don't work out so well, but there's a lot of things for me that really still do. I think the thing that sold me on on this, watching it as an adult and not as a child, was the sheer amount of practical effects. Yes. That yes. They, they didn't they didn't and cheap out and just computer generate a bunch of shit. Now let's imagine if yes, they did. The practical effects are great. Chappie. And I mean that being said, I like Chappie. In the Chappie. 80s. 
Well, you're also picking where computer effects were actually much better Good. than 1986 when computer effects. Eh, now, now it might just be my headphones and the fact that the rewinders aren't recording together for once, but I I'm putting together hard leather chaps. <laughs> And Steve Gutenberg, and it's not looking good for you, Dan. <laughs> these these are all they, they should be metacoded into the files so that they can be searched. No, I'm leaving the metadata out of the recording. That, we did a hard leather database, damn it! <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I. I Jumping back on, like I, I loved the practical effects. They they all held up great. All the robot effects were fantastic. A couple of small matte paintings that kind of sucked uh, started to kind of show their wear and tear. But other than that, effects were very good. And I think that's what they spent most of the money on in this movie were the robots for good reason. I mean, they made good robot puppets and characters that actually could emote and make you feel for them. Yeah, it's amazing what you can do with a set of mechanical eyebrows. And a couple of apertures. You're looking at it. Yes, yes. The movie was only $9 million to make, but uh, I thought I read somewhere on the internet that they spent $1.4 million of that just bringing Johnny Five to life. Wow. That still seems cheap. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. That's still a really low price. I mean, this movie is so well made for uh, such a low budget. Yeah, no, it, it honestly is. But hold the phone here. You're telling me that they actually brought Johnny Five to life for this movie. <gasps> it only cost a million and a half to do that. And now he's probably just sitting in some warehouse somewhere collecting dust? I think he's in a, a museum, actually. Just sitting there, oh, sadly okay. Okay, okay. saying, Alive, Johnny Five, alive, really? And, but it sounds like a robot saying it, not me making some weird accent. They realized the mistake of giving robot existential dread after he got all the input. And, uh, and he, you know, he, he's unable to aim the laser back upon him. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, so you're telling me that Johnny Five got to the point that uh, the fifth element where uh, Lilu gets to W and starts to look up war. And she basically just has an existential crisis and breaks down afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, so it, it, this in this movie, case, it was short circuit too. Oh man, it, it shouldn't even have gotten that far. It should have gotten to the point where Stephanie's feeding him Britannica uh, dictionaries and it gets to W and the movie just shuts down. <laughs> <laughs> just points the laser right at the camera. <laughs> no more. And then... You know, he thinks nope. Nope. he thinks life is going well, the Berlin Wall's coming down, but then the Gulf War starts. No! Oh, man. That's not for another few years, I but know, yes. but he's a robot. He's just hanging out in a museum with existential dread. Oh, yes. I saw this coming. <laughs> Did you? It feels like you didn't. No. He's in a museum. No one listened to him. He's a robot. Who listens to robots? Luke Skywalker. He speaks to him, too. Yeah. But I, I won't give you the benefit <laughs> of the doubt here. Nobody listens to C-3PO. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I like I like the comparison on the back of the box uh, that this is... Uh, I can't remember what it said exactly, but it was something along the lines of, like, there hasn't been a robot this friendly or a sidekick this friendly since R2-D2, something along those lines. So we're definitely making the comparison strong on that Oh, one. you guys are reaching for that. One was... Chopping Mall. So, when did that movie happen? 
Oh, that was a movie that happened. Uh, yeah, in like eighty. I love that movie. Quick, clickety clack, Google check. I should know. Oh, it I came out the same the year. Day. Same year. Nineteen eighty-six. It was a good year for mm. robots. Murderous ones to begin with. Hundred thousand budget. Well, why weren't they on the list of adorable robots with lasers? Uh, because they were they, murderous. They, their, their names were Killbots. Oh man, I really want to. I really want to watch this trailer now. <laughs> no, Dan, you have to stay focused. <laughs> Gutenberg. Yeah. Gutenberg. Yeah. He's in this movie, not that movie. I, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop my search right now. I was gonna try to find the exact quote. Uh, without looking at the back of my Blu-ray, but um, <laughs> one Google search later just basically pits R2D2 against Johnny Five in a fight to the death. So I'm just gonna. Leave it. <laughs> I mean, it'd be it'd be save it'd be that fun for later. Watch. Maybe put it in the Discord. Which R2 R2 yeah. would you be talking about though? Like OG R2 or prequilogy R2? You'd have to do prequel because prequel R2 actually had like. Things it could okay, do. fine, fine. The only piece I'm gonna say is so yes, in short, I do think that Johnny Five would win this day as long as his gun still worked, which I presume they do. Of course, given that he actually wanted a huge rampage for the men who betrayed his trust in Short Circuit. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're asking for a total character change before we can have this fight to win against R2D2? Something I happened. I love every second of this. R2 did oh, something yeah. so heinous to Stephanie. That Johnny Five is like revenge. My God. Uh, which which based off of uh, <laughs> which based off of Short Circuit and uh, Johnny's Johnny's anger, I'd assume that uh, R two would have led some sort of disassemble towards Stephanie. So <laughs> I just picture him coming home and Stephanie's disassembled and R two beeping over her. Indeed. <sighs> the dark places the internet just took my mind. Oh boy. Okay, Anyways. focus. Where are we? Um. <laughs> We need we need to work on the things we format. Like. Things, things we, we like, like, things you like. Okay, things right. we, like. we did the, we did the practical effects. What's next? I I don't know. Go ahead, go. The jokes. jokes. The jokes. Okay. There's yeah. there's a million quotes. A million. This quotes is a movie, movie of quotes. That's for sure. Yes. And which ones you don't remember? Yes, it is. They like swung twenty more times trying to like find a line for you to remember for the ages. Nice software. Eh. Can. Did we talk about the sheer amount of innuendo in this movie? Because ten-year-old Dan did not get any of that. Yeah, none of us. I don't. Did, neither, I don't did, think. neither did I. There's so many things yeah. that adult Dan noticed that were. Sh- it was shocking to me. Well, you didn't. You didn't get. I'm sporting a tremendous Woody right nope. now when you're a child. Nope. Or. <laughs> Is that innuendo, though? That's pretty straightforward, yeah. Or the fact that the elderly couple is uh, wondering if they got rid of the weed out of the glove box. Yes! Oh, so good. (laughs) Yeah, I did not catch that as a child. I did not even remotely register that, so watching it again, that just kind of stood out. A lot of smooth lines for the adults to notice and the kids to not even care about. Now... I think the sad part is uh, growing up and realizing that Ben is not actually played by an Indian man. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same boat with Aziz and Zari. Like, I got us, I got to the point where I, I heard that episode, I watched it, and I was just like, wait, nah, he's kidding. Went and started Googling myself and couldn't realize it either. It's, it's just, it's insane to think about. So I guess he didn't do it with Malice Intent. Uh, I guess the studio had his... Had him locked in for the role and then changed it to an Indian man later on. So then he did take some time abroad to kind of spend time in India and kind of get the dialect down and everything. So he kind of went into a thoughtful way, but he was still like in his younger 20s. So he 
you know, it's just a typical guy taking a job. I don't know how to feel about that it nowadays. It comes across as stereotypical. Yes, yes. But, 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 but. <sighs> yeah, they're this definitely the, playing the stereotypes. Nobody cares. I, I know. I, I feel like we can't in today's climate, though, get away from not talking about well, this. Well, yeah. And in that time period, there are vast swaths of, uh, say, parts of the world when they were in American movies were played by other people just because, you know, they didn't want to take the time to find an actor from, let's say, the Philippines. We'll just get someone, you know, who looks like they could be Filipino, maybe. If we're lucky. <laughs> and it wasn't just this time. I yeah. mean, we got the whole spaghetti oh, western yeah. area, era. Oh, my God. Where they went to Italy and re- recorded uh, and had all the local Italians be Mexicans. Yep, yep. And, and let us not all forget uh, Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot oh, of man. really bad choices oh, when it man. comes to race in Hollywood movies, so... But the race aside, you go, you look at Ben, and he's, uh, despite not actually being Indian, I guess that's a weird thing to say, but he's still a lovable character, and he has a ton of really funny moments. And that's the hard part. All of his lines are comic gold. They're endlessly quotable because they are just genuinely funny. And, I mean, obviously he's a likable enough character to drive and carry an entire sequel by himself, but... Ah, it's it's just so hard because uh, Joe said it best. Uh, if you take the lines from that character and put them on any other character, do they hold their comic value? And I don't know. I don't know if the answer would be yes. It's tough. I mean, they're depending on the stereotype of at least the language. Yeah, the language barrier. Correct. Which but you guys said that there's an inside joke going thing. on in this movie about that his characters from the United States like his lineage is Pittsburgh or something like that. What what did you guys I forgot what it was. Oh, I have no I have the quote right here. Crosby says, "So where are you from anyways?" And Ben says, "Bakersfield originally." And Crosby's like, "No, no, I mean your ancestors." And Ben says, "Oh, them, Pittsburgh." Yeah, and that whole thing uh that whole joke is really funny given he's talking with a heavy Indian accent the entire time and messing up the idioms. Expect it's the expectation subversion, which is kind of funny, but also it really kind of breaks the continuity of the fact that his character shouldn't be talking that way. It he should be at least somewhat Americanized. He should know the idioms and all that fun stuff because he's been here his whole, whole life. Then again, we don't really know his whole life story, whether he was like homeschooled or in a strictly Indian neighborhood. So it is possible, but you'd, you'd expect it to be a little bit him to be a little bit more uh, Americanized and a little bit more on top of the uh, idioms rather than saying your story won't hold much water or. I can't even remember what it was. Oh, I've got I've got some here. Uh, okay. So so I'm having no job to speak about. I have to smack the sidewalk. <laughs> huh. Uh, uh, where where was that one? I'm looking for it. It, it was you know hit the hay, but it's not hit the hay. Oh, it's like, uh, uh, punch the punch the sack, punch the bag. Um, something like that. Yeah, yeah. There are probably too many to count. Yeah, there's. It's just over and over again. Almost every other quote is like that. Yeah. Or you know all the all the Pete of sake instead of Pete's sake. There's just so many good ones like that. They're funny, but yeah. Could we also talk about Sergeant Scroder and the fact that I am a guy gigantic child with his name? Yeah. <laughs> you and Ben and and Katie. 
<laughs> we, ben, every ben time somebody purpose. said his name, we like there there was uh there was a muffled giggle every time. Ben good. actually called him Scrotum at one point. Yep, Sergeant Scrotum. I mean, being uh, having your main characters tear down the antagonist is a good thing because it softens your antagonist. Because that that character for a kid, that's some serious stuff. Shoot first, ask questions later. Oh, you you mean the. You mean the guy just trying to get home to a steak his wife is preparing for him and everything goes to hell in one day? Yep. Man, I, I, I kind of feel bad for him as an adult. I swear that was two days. There was an overnight there. That's true. There, there was at least a few days. But it all kicked off with that one shitty day. <laughs> yeah. As it always does. But but as a child, <laughs> I, I'll be lying if I said I didn't cheer every time he said that at the end where he fired him where maybe you could do your job somewhere else. <laughs> I was just like, haha, you suck, you're an angry You can man. go home and have as much steak That's as you what want. you get for being so good. Yeah, I, I'd say effects, I'd say jokes landed really well. There's a lot to love in this movie. The The characters are fantastic. I, I like every single character from Stephanie all the way down to Howard. I mean, everybody's got their little quirks, it's kind of fun. Do you um, like Stephanie's ex-boyfriend? I even like Stephanie's ex-boyfriend because he's just... Murderous He's a slime ball. He's a murderous redneck slime ball, but uh, yeah, he's still goofy. He's got that goofy air about him. So I don't, I don't know. This movie for me really still holds up as a as a good kids movie, but with a lot of adult tones to it. Now that I'm older, and I don't know, I I, I enjoyed going back to it after all these years. And I think the movie does really well at uh, being cute enough to counter anything that uh, a younger audience member might find scary. Yes, like death. Like, basically talking about disassemble and kind of, you know, identifying children are afraid and don't understand the concept of death and kind of getting that out there as well, too, described by a happy robot. There's there's some good stuff in this movie. I, I really think it hits some nails on the head, and I, I think it does some things very well. Obviously some things not so well, but yeah, I, I think it really holds up as a good family movie, but still has a little bit of an edge, so it's not grown-worthy. But it is totally grown-worthy. Oh, I know, I know. But <laughs> it's not grown-worthy to the extent of other things I've seen. Yeah, my wife walked through while I was watching this and was wondering why I was watching a kid's movie. To which I'm like, it's not a kid's movie, it's an adult movie. And then when I finish it, I'm like, that's a kid's movie. Hey, hey, what's the last kid's movie you saw where robots mixed adult men in the army drinks? I don't know. Or blew up entire vehicles full of people that you didn't know were dummies in the beginning. I saw a butt of a dummy. I knew. I know a dummy butt from a real butt any day. Fine, <laughs> fine, fine, fine. But you didn't know that at first, especially since the trucks were driving. You're like, who's driving these trucks? How? Who is shooting I was an that advanced tank? kid. I was advanced in the butt knowledge. I was well aware. Okay. <laughs> I'm just picturing I'm just picturing young Joe in the afterglow of a CRT saying, "Hey, wait a minute, that's not a real bot. That's a fake bot. That's that's a mannequin bot. I've seen I've <laughs> seen tons of those. Just just ruining the film for everyone. All the people sitting around you just like, "Oh, here we go again, Joe." <laughs> that kid never shuts up about mannequins. And that movie didn't even come out yet. <laughs> I don't I was going to say think. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Any other notable favorite parts from anybody? 
I mean, those are some favorite things, but I, I guess some favorite parts. Anything that really stuck out that you enjoyed? I do like that they show that the characters, uh, the Gutenberg character, makes the robots do things in the beginning. So he's running small programs and stuff to make them do things. The robots aren't just doing them. So They're in not the fully sentient. Yeah, yeah. And the movie is very well aware that robots take commands and follow those commands. Whereas in other movies in the 80s, robots are like people. And it's like, no, robots are not like people. Robots are machines. <gasps> That's what this movie's like about. People, you want cyborgs. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? Wait, wait, wait. Cyborgs are people, man. I thought that was Soylent Green. Yeah, Soylent Green is also More people. More than one thing can be people, Dan. My dog is people. Is it really, though? You you tell her she's not. I've never met your dog. Well, That's probably my fault. Well, you can't anytime soon, so... <laughs> careful, careful. We don't want to age Dang this. Dang it. I know. Okay. Well, I feel like we've tapped out our things we like about this movie. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't know. There's so, it's, it's there's a lot cute. I love. I could just talk nonstop about things I yeah. like. Yeah, but what makes it unendearing? What makes it unbearable to watch? The fact that no one can drive a goddamn car. Hey, they're scientists, Dan. Not race car drivers. No one. No one can drive vehicles. No, there is one dude that can drive a vehicle so well in this movie. He drives it so well that he's using binoculars while driving a vehicle. That man can drive really well. Wait, which dude? You mean the man in the APC that couples up against Johnny yes. Five's ass on the yep. bridge? Yes. Yes. I'm like, holy crap, he's driving and using binoculars. What's going on? <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that's some good driving, not going to lie. <laughs> I didn't like the wires holding up the robotic arm in the beginning. That made me sad. The one that flipped off Ben? Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it totally, totally had some fishing lines going but up. Could was it fishing line or was it like prototypical wires just to make it be suspended so it could f fully articulate its its wrist? I want that to be retconned in every movie with old, outdated see or old, outdated practical effects. That it's some sort of prototypical wire invented by a scientist <laughs> and it has purpose. No, this is supposed to be here. <laughs> this is how we get power to it. <laughs> Well, considering uh, you can't see I, it in every shot, I don't think we were supposed to see it. Yeah, yeah. I don't like Johnny Five jumping. Yeah. Johnny Five jumping was a, was a marvel of modern special effects. <laughs> Can we talk about how heavy Johnny Five would actually be? Probably pretty heavy. Like he'd go through Stephanie's floor. Yeah. yeah uh, I mean, yeah. Johnny Five didn't jump in the house, just outside. No, he just spun around like an asshole and trashed it. <laughs> yeah. Flipped I mean, over the fruit. For talking about parts that I don't like, where he's constantly saying, need input, need input. And it's so fucking annoying. Keeps going on and on about needing input. I get it. You don't know very many words. How do you know the words need input then? You apparently do, and you got to keep saying those. And then once you get input, you got to be an asshole to all the stuff in the house and throw it around and dump the spaghetti on the counter and then dump the spaghetti sauce on top of it because that's how spaghetti's made. Yeah. Except for... It doesn't, it's not, and it should be outlined within, if he found an entry in the encyclopedia about there being spaghetti, it should have it how it's plated, 
and it should be <laughs> and how you're supposed to eat it. I mean, what can you say about spaghetti? I get what you're saying. There's not very much you can say about it, so it should all be in the encyclopedia. I get what you're saying, Ken. Like, like the instructions for how to make hash browns should be on the back of the box that explain to take them out of the box and put them into a pan. Not just cook them on a pan like some jackass in a, you know, oh, yes. box. Oh, <laughs> yes. It's like one of those uh, things that businesses do when they're like, you got to make sure your uh, work instructions are super thorough because otherwise you're like, here, show me how to do a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And they're like, put the peanut butter on the bread. And they just take the can of peanut butter and put it on the bread. Like, "Mm, not so good. I really do. I hate every single minute of those icebreaker games. Specifically that one. Other icebreakers, sure. But that one. No. I, I think you might have just made a job for Johnny Five. If if the general public knew he was sentient, wanted to allow him into society and give him employment, he could be that guy. Because everybody always says you have to make it stupid proof because there's always going to be that one guy. Johnny Five's that one guy. You sit him in a room with instructions, he fucks it up, you know you gotta go back and redo them. Hmm. Yeah, he's a little too mm. literal. Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, that's the kind of work you want to get. Yeah, the Three Stooges bit. I thought it was funny as a child, and as an adult, I was just like, I was groaning through it. I was too, until I watched, I was watching a video of post-production, like, notes and funny things about the movie. Apparently there were 18 people controlling each robot in that scene. That's too many That's people. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. The I forget what they were saying, but it was just like, it took them, like, an hour to film the whole scene, just to get, just to get each motion right for all three of the puppets one hour doesn't seem so bad sanity i don't know i I still think that's insane that's a lot of people but they were doing a lot of motions and the three stooges were definitely a uh animated group so you wouldn't want to shortchange them yeah you'd want to do the uh the homage correctly yeah that's true one of the the things that had me on the i'm not so sure about was the design of these prototype robots okay these prototypes were apparently outfitted with parachutes but they also had huge red buttons that could shut them off as well so it's like you wouldn't have a red big red shut off button if this is the final model but why do you have a parachute on a prototype i wonder if they were more than prototype though they had so many of them you know dan i was thinking that two but they also had they had five they had other awesome robots like the trash bot and the, the coffee bot but uh these guys were they <laughs> so put a lot less attention to detail <laughs> <laughs> but like uh they were going down the hall and 95 looks down at the one in front of it and it still had the power cable hang dragging on the ground from in the back was that of it the power yeah. cable for the robot or was it the I, power cable for the coffee pot it was carrying i thought it was the coffee pot oh uh, i thought was that so. the coffee pot well th- well still the design is not flawless i mean there's the one distributing drinks out on the floor and you know it's just an exposed motherboard on wheels glorified <laughs> one spilled drink and that thing's gone so. <laughs> and i mean look at the three stooge bit what what happened when one got mud in its eyes the whole thing just went haywire a little bit of mud in its eyes it's supposed to be a tactical vehicle that can go through all kinds of environments i mean that's why you give it the big old laser so you can blow things up but you're not going to protect its eye well i guess they give it little shutters but a little bit of mud on the eyes and it can't do anything it seems yeah it definitely seems like a uh, bad design i'm just picturing at that point. i'm picturing these things rolling in off of like a chinook or something or a c-130 in, in the field and a few well-placed sniper shots into the eyes of these things and they're effectively useless 
I, I don't see these being effective in any way, shape, or form, unless they just go in constantly tripping their laser over and over and over again. But they look cool. They do look cool. They look really cool. That's what we're selling them on. They look cool. They do look cool. And they can go from tiny little bent over old guys to super tall robot men scary ones and they can replace body parts with a simple click yes modular Mm -hmm. that sold me i was like yeah let's uh have the robots just repair themselves that's not and then they can uh at all nope (laughs) they just pop off one arm pop on the new one i'm not jealous at all (laughs) simple enough to the point where he can in the back of a truck build an entire replica of himself without anybody else knowing i'm pretty sure scroder knew he was pissed. He kept saying, "I know, I don't, you know, I've seen this a million times." Blah blah blah. And he's, he, he was done with this. <laughs> it's hard to not um, laugh. I, I, I guess another thing I didn't like is it was completely unnecessary to have two of these characters around. I really wish they would have combined the characters of Stephanie and her ex-boyfriend in the same character. I think that would have made things Wait, tremendously so, interesting. So she. Johnny Five rips apart her red car? <laughs> yeah, essentially. And, like, she's boxing up Beasley to go sell him off to, you know, medical institution. Johnny Five says no because they'll disassemble him or something along those lines. Huh. Yeah. I guess it'd be interesting, but... It would be interesting. It would definitely endear you way less to Stephanie because what she's got going for her is... That she's a... She's a spitfire and she, uh... Is a hippie? Really loves animals. And she really loves Snacks? Snacks? Yes, snacks. Yeah, her snack shack. Her kittens. Oh, yeah, she does love cats. She also likes to use Brawny a lot. I wonder if yes. Brawny was the uh, sponsor or sponsor? one of the sponsors. Their product was faced quite often in frames. I feel like it's the Minimate orange juice of Short Circuit. Only Minimate was that other movie. Beetlejuice? That's it. I didn't catch I didn't catch that, the amount of, bra- the amount of Brawny, till I watched it. I feel like you're off your game now, dude. I might be. You're, you have successfully called out <laughs> Cheetos. You have called a juice. <laughs> you missed the brawny. Beat you to the brawny. Oh, I man. can't win them all, guys. Nah, That's all right. I guess. So I don't. I don't know. It doesn't really sound like we have a lot of hatred towards this movie in any way, shape, or form. Well, the opening music, the electronic stuff, is really. I really liked it because it's this uh, industrial before industrial was a thing. Yes. But then once they get past that opening song, it's just boring electronic music, and it's like me 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 me, and and it just. I hate it after that. I'm just. Shut that yeah. off. I get it. They're robots. Technology. I agree. They you really had three different types of music in the sound in the soundtrack. It was three genres. It was keyboard esque typewriter, electronic typewriter sounding robotic music. You had eighties pop, and then you had Scroder's military personnel soundtrack. And those were the three. Those are the only three <laughs> things playing at any time. And anytime Scroder's on the screen, you better believe that they're going to change the mu- music abruptly to mu- military music. Oh, sure. Drums and, you know, the, the dooms. <laughs> you know they're marching in. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I will say, though, Joe, I was extremely, extremely thrust back into uh, nostalgic playland when I heard that. When I fired up the movie and it got into that opening song, I knew every beat for that song. And, like, as it started off, I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot about this. <laughs> and, like, as it's going up to sit there, it's like, dun, 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 dun. And I was like, yes, yes, this is so good. <laughs> and as it built up, it kept building up. I knew every beat, and it was fantastic. Oh, my God, it was, it was a great opening song. I loved it. And for me, the opening sequence is great, but not necessarily for the song. It's for all the wonderful uh, industrial imagery they have on the screen with the lathes and yeah. the soldering and the automatic cutting of the resistors yep. and all the beautiful things I like to watch on the uh, 
on the old internets. It was just really setting me up right to be like, yeah, this is going to be a cool robot movie. It's going to be building things and doing some sweet things. Yeah, totally. It, it really robots. really gave off that uh, How It's Made vibe right off the beginning. I love that. Yeah. How It's Made. That. There we go. Exactly. And they go in and he's going to start with the mannequins with the trucks and then these saint units the strategic artificially intelligent nuclear transport uh robots which are supposed to be dropped behind enemy lines and then drive to the center of a town to blow up basically a dirty bomb yeah which i'm kind of confused by the message about this whole thing so at the end of the movie scroder blows up what he believes to be johnny five and he's exciting, he's rejoicing, and Howard mentions that years of research and development just went down the drain. And the direct fallout from this is in Short Circuit 2, you learn that Nova went under because they lost that one prototype, and that was it. And they still have four more. Exactly. What happened to the other four? What happened to all the stuff still back at Nova Laboratories? Like, what happened to everything other than just one robot. You know what's really happening here? Gutenberg moving to Montana. Yeah. He was their main asset, and he was doing all the robot because he obviously lived at the lab because he didn't drive. Yeah, which um, which also confused me because at that point, too, why is Howard pulling a gun on his main asset, and why is he threatening to arrest him, too, and all this other shit? If right? He's the, if he's the guy, he, like he's the brain behind Nova, why is he treating him like such crap? <laughs> I, don't, I don't get that. And this is what happens. You mistreat your star employee... You go wonder. But, uh, <laughs> so they have these guys who are supposed to be just, you know, parachuted in and then drive into town with a dirty bomb. Mm-hmm. You give them a nice rock, uh, laser just in case things get hairy, which I think if you're to, uh, just disguise it as like one of those mouse droids from Star Wars, you'd have a better chance of it just not being seen and not having to worry about that. But, uh, they have these robots that they set in bunkers to, strategically attack these vehicles as they come in and they're very bad at it because they take out the trucks that are driving around in the jeep and and they wait till the tank almost blows them to kingdom come before they're like oh tank and then destroy the tank this seemed a little bit weird to me that that's how they decide to uh Unless do it that. was supposed to be like a, hey, we, yeah, an escalation, escalation like the type we, thing. The, the weapon on these machines can take out any sort of vehicle, regardless of armor. Yeah, that's the only thing I could think of when I was after I was watching. I was like, eh, possibly like that. But it still, it seemed a little bit weird. It also seemed weird that they were using them as uh, combat sneaky droids when they're just, all they're supposed to do is drive into town and blow it up well because they were marital aids to start with and then they became bomb delivering robots how how are they marital aids look at those hands they have those are some good clamp, hands clamp 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 they give you the clamps i bet they'd give oh god it's gonna say i bet they'd give a pretty good massage but uh, the clamps <laughs> There's something for everyone, I guess. <laughs> so yeah. I pretty much gather that everyone enjoyed the movie this time around. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thoroughly. Thoroughly. Yep. So it holds up. Yeah. Surprisingly, yeah, it really does hold up. The uh, themes behind it, the slowly becoming alive, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, is it is it okay to kill this thing after it's got sentience? And the puppeteering of Johnny Five still looks amazing, and it really does hold up quite well. Johnny Five does look a little bit dated in his design. You shut up. But he, no, he's definitely outdated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no! You were meant to be but on my side, But he's still a dad. fun robot. He's outdated and definitely, and well, definitely if you, not Honestly... In a military sense. No! Honestly, 
treads are more practical than bipedal. Well, that's why you need the the four-footed Boston Dynamics robot that you kick on ice and it stumbles and slips, but then it gets right back up again. Heck yeah, the donkey? Yeah, Yeah. whatever it's called. (laughs) But that doesn't have a laser. It reminds me of a donkey. It could. They put a little hook on that thing all you gotta do is change that hook hand out for a laser hand and Wait, you got yourself a laser so that thing's a pirate yeah it's a four-footed it's head is pirate like an robot club this is crazy i've watched it a little bit mm. <laughs> so uh reboot what do you guys in my mind if we if anyone would reboot this everyone knows the design of johnny five everyone knows that robot pretty much I'm sure there's some young folks out there who aren't aware of it, but we, we can't account for them as they do whatever they do. But in order to keep up with the Joneses of Boston Dynamics, you're going to have a hard time pulling in the youth of today with the Johnny Five of yesteryear. No, no, no. You, you, you reintroduced Johnny Five, so this is how I'm thinking. The movie starts off, these kids all around the country are being spanked in Fortnite by this unknown player. <laughs> and this player's so damn good. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, you fast forward to it being a hunt for that player, and it turns out to be Johnny Five. That's all he's been doing for the last 30 years? Getting better? Yes, playing getting, Fortnite. Getting better at playing video games? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. In the museum where he's having existential dread. <laughs> Telling everyone about war. No, no, I'm, I'm picturing more like Newton and Stephanie sitting like in the kitchen discussing Johnny Five on their couch, debating back and forth about who has to tell him to leave. Now it's been, it's been 20, 30 years. He's got to get out. If you can't beat him, kill them. Whoa. Yes. Wow, I got, See, got dark really fast. Thing. Yeah, like like I picture this nasty, like eroding Johnny Five on the couch with some cans of soda and crap playing Fortnite. Gutenberg goes in furious and just unplugs the console. He belches and shouts, no, disassemble, <laughs> and, and like starts taking apart his game console and putting it away in the closet. Just, this could work. This could be a thing. So then he's got to break out on his own and join Major League Gaming. Oh my god, see? Johnny Five comes alive to whatever Midwest or whatever coast coastal gaming conference. <laughs> And smacks all the kids in their own game. Yeah, but then that they're supposed to be good at. Then the official gets all pissed off because he's using a bot, or that he is a bot, and so he has to prove that he's alive. So he starts intentionally missing shots. So, no, no, no. But at that point, Johnny Five takes the judge out and up on some cliff, and then they talk for a night, and then the judge is like, "Yep, yep, he's good." I told him a really After bad joke. One, I was going to say wonderful joke, but okay, bad joke. Uh, how about how about one step further in a dad joke? Yes. Yeah, Johnny Five would like a good dad joke. And then many many Johnny Five from Short Circuit 2 comes up behind him and says, When do I eat? Or are we there yet? I don't know. Something some kid says. Where's sure. mom? What do kids say? Where's mom? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so yeah I, I kind so of you don't agree. think the the redesign is important i i don't know like you said everybody knows the look of johnny five so it'd have to be like a nice middle ground but i don't know if there is an achievable middle ground of readjusting a character it's that'd tough. be like asking like that's the same thing as r2d2 let's take r2d2 and change how he looks because people who grew up with him, they know him, but we need to reel in new kids that don't know who R2-D2 is. But they didn't change okay. R2-D2. But you could... But that's what I'm saying. Like, if they did, can you imagine that? Can you imagine the furor behind that? 
I don't they didn't I, change our uh, to. Let's conversely go to our other favorite 1980s uh, property, the Transformers, where they updated the look and didn't change the way they look. They just updated it so it would be more modern, yes. with more movie bits and stuff like I that. I like that. Yeah. Would that be okay? Yeah, that's I don't perfectly know how fine. He would look though, because like neither do I. Because he was already all practical and all mm-hmm. like all the moving bits that he needs was right there. Okay, here's here's my pitch to you guys. He can slip off the treads and has legs. Oh, like in uh, that one other movie that we watched with Arnold Schwarzenegger, where he slips off the arm and it's arm bent up, and he pulls it out, and he's a cab driver. So Benny? Johnny Five and becomes a Johnny Cab. Well, no, not the Johnny Cab. The the he's cab talk- driver on Mars. The Benny guy who's oh, also a mutant. who's a mute. Yeah, Benny, yeah, Benny. Mutant. and he yeah. has his arm folded up. Yeah, and he takes yeah. I guess. Okay, I mean, so Johnny takes it off and he's got mutant legs. Different. I don't know how people would take to that though. I mean, that's how it would be in the tread. Not you know, just it wouldn't be actual mutant leg. It would just be a robot leg. How about just butt? How do we reach butt these kids? <laughs> All right. It might be true that changing him physically might be too tough of a gamut I feel like to it take. Would, it would be difficult. I feel like it needs to be done for it to work. This also feels like a sequel instead of a reboot. Yeah. Maybe somebody finds Johnny Ling in a, the back of a, a museum or something, and they like can figure out how to offload his consciousness, thinking that it's just a program into a new body. Oh. I mean, that okay. could kind of work. But then we're still getting back. We're getting back yeah, to the fact be interesting. that Johnny would have to get redesigned, and they kind of did that with Chappie, and people didn't like it. I'm also going to throw this out here, and I'm hands down saying that this is an, an obvious choice. Wally, Wally is kind of a redesign of Johnny Five. Oh, there's uh-huh. so oh, many yeah. things Very going back and forth Five-ish. about whether or not they like lifted ideas from Johnny Five into Wally. I mean, how can you even how can uh, you even argue? Well, the that? designer I mean, the, the designer the de- uh, declined. <laughs> That they had used Johnny as a in a uh-huh. very Disney esque. Hey, this is totally our idea. Uh huh. Sure. But that's a good yeah. point. He's a very simple robot portrayed to do a job very simply and designed that way, and it works. And everybody loves him. As you probably saw in the chat, I sent over a picture of Johnny Five as we last saw him, and I completely forgot he's fully gold now. Wait, so, what? so I completely forgot yeah, that so, too. So something's got to be done. That's about how that. short circuit two ends. He's gold. Yeah, the city's like, oh my god, you're a great robot. And they, they, they make plate him, him? What the hell? Yes. yes. So he's entirely gold now. I completely forgot about that. So this type of story, a, a robot gaining consciousness and trying to prove that they are legit alive is something that would work today. Possibly. It's Possibly. still being done. They're still trying it with Chappie and uh other things that they don't necessarily all take hold so you'd still have to figure out the proper angle that people want to see correct yeah Eh, so it's a chance well here's the thing chappie was an unknown product that was being introduced whereas johnny five is a known entity so you have some sort of base to work with you have people that will come to see it just because they know the prior two movies and maybe the school after school programs he did which by the way happened immediately after two so it is canon i forgot about those videos yeah the city liked him so much that maybe they hired him to do some promotional videos about not stealing cars all right so reboot it's doable i I think 
I think the the series could do with a reboot. Or sequel, yay nay. I think it's too late for a sequel, for sure. I think a sequel at this point, 30-something years later, would be like, what the hell? What are they thinking? It's basically a reboot. I mean, it's a reboot quill. Yeah, it would have to be a start from the beginning. Then you can give Johnny Five a new body with new things, but still keep some of the things that made him him, like the butterfly eyebrows and the laser. Yeah. And you can uh, just start from scratch from there. I think the one thing that would have to remain is the voice, hands down. It's definitely sure. a very uh, yeah. specific voice. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it'd be manageable. I think if he kept the voice and just did a soft redesign, took it into a reboot, it, it, it could work. I'm a very hesitant yes. And very. here's the real question. A Gutenberg-less reboot or Gutenberg-full? If you can get Goody back. I can't imagine Goody's up to much these days. It starts with Newton's death. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, jeez. That's what shocks Johnny Five into coming alive. That, oh my god. Oh, no. And then you have... I guess? You have Newton's daughter going through his personal belongings and finding a secret bookshelf, and behind the bookshelf is Newton's second laboratory with a powered-off Johnny Five. <laughs> with all his other marital aids that he was developing over the because years. Because he finally... He finally Whoa. had a necessity after his marriage went in decline with Stephanie. So in this, this case, we're looking at a uh, Iron Man 3, a suit for Pepper Potts. Only this time it's a Johnny Five to really help with Stephanie. Pretty pretty much, yeah. So you can have a redesign of however you want it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think, uh, I think they really missed their chance to do a crossover between this and Cocoon. Cocoon? I was yeah. and it was weird as hell. <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of old people at a retirement home. They go up into space with aliens. Were they were they going with aliens oh, or were they aliens? No. They were dating They went with aliens. the aliens because the aliens had whatever the hell those were, those stasis pods or something that they had in their swimming pool at the retirement home. And as the old people swam in the pool, it rejuvenated them and made them more young. So they could do more spry chipper things like Wilfred Brimley could do, like diving board fun. And, oh my. And they ran around and played kick yeah. the can just for that yeah. one night. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I might have to add this to my watch list. Have you ever seen Cocoon? No. Oh my god. Okay. We're going to have to get together and have like a think movies Ken's never seen night and just watch. There's not we'll enough night in one nights. night for that. <laughs> Yeah, you you haven't seen a Gutenberg movie. Dan is livid. livid now. <laughs> I just of all the movies that you have, you said you haven't seen. I guess it's really not that much of a shock. I have not seen a lot of movies. Oh, Gutenberg! I have. That's how I was able to slip a reference to another movie into that reference to another movie. So, bam, bam. I've seen too many movies. So that was Short Circuit, Rewound and Rebooted. If you could like, comment, subscribe, and share this episode with your friends, family, loved ones, neighbors, anyone who likes 80s and 90s movies, that would help us with the YouTube algorithm. And if you could, come back in about two weeks, and we shall rewind and reboot Again! Hey, laser lips! Your mama was a snowblower!